Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. You know we are, and you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and you deserve it. Are you looking for a deeper connection with your partner, but you just can't seem to make it happen? Or perhaps you realize there's something blocking your sex drive, but you don't know what it is. Today, we're going to delve deep into the issues that can hinder your sexual relationships and how to deal with them so that you can experience your full erotic potential. Stay right there. Before we get into our show, we want to remind you that we're going to Naughty in New Orleans July 24th to 28th. It is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. There's 1,300 couples who come to this event, and it's not only a full takeover of two of the French Quarter's biggest hotels. We take over the world-renowned Bourbon Street and get super sexy there as well. So check out the SexyLifestyle.com business pages, the Travel and Events tab, for more information on how to book your tickets to this crazy, fun, entertaining, and informative annual event in the heart of the French quarters of Nolens. You don't want to miss it. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And you know, we have some amazing guests on our show, but today we have someone really special for you, direct from the UK. Rebecca Lowry is a sexual alchemist and author. And for over 25 years, Rebecca has been teacher of sexuality, intimacy, tantra, kink, pleasure, energy work, body work, healing, conscientiousness, and holy moly magic magic her passion her passion is helping men step into their full power and potential in the bedroom she recently published her first book 101 meditations for life business and bedroom success and we cannot wait to get into our discussion wow this is all about men so maybe i'll just sit back and let you two tell us us men how we can do things better and become better lovers and better husbands and boyfriends and wow so direct from the uk rebecca lowry welcome to the sexy lifestyle thank you so much for having me wow so um it's great to connect we've seen you online we've seen your website there's so much great information and we know you are a sexual alchemist perhaps you can explain a little bit about that and your background as well okay sure so uh, i've been doing this kind of work for about 13 years and um, I guess the core foundation of it for me is really about transformations, about taking what doesn't work and transforming it into something that does. And I've been doing the work probably for about a year or so. I was listening to uh, um, a course with Caroline Mace. I don't know if you know her. And she was talking about alchemy. She was talking about it in a different context. And, and I, I just knew as she was saying, it was like, oh my gosh, that's what I do. I do sexual alchemy. And then I thought, oh, that's a good term. <laughs> and so that became the name of my business because I thought it, I really do what it, 
what that says on the tin, sexual transformation. And what people don't really understand is that our hormones and what drives us is all chemical based anyways inside our body, natural chemicals. So this alchemy is making all the chemicals fit together. And, and you're, I feel like you're, you're like stirring a potion or something when you're getting into it. Yeah, it, you know, without wanting to suddenly drop everything really deep, I um, I did a workshop a few years ago with John Demartini, who is this crazy kind of half crazy person, half polymath, and he spent the first six hours of this workshop overlapping every science known to man for reasons related to his workshop. But as he was doing so, he started talking a lot about quantum physics, and I realized as he was talking, I was like. That's that's what I do with my clients. So I spoke to him in one of the breaks and said, you know, this is how I work. I tune into the body. I, I work with intention and we create new neural pathways, blah, blah, blah. And he said, yes, that is quantum physics. Wow. So, it, you know, I think that's what alchemy, people think that alchemy was um, turning lead into gold, but actually that's not what it was. Alchemy was about transforming uh, you. It's about going into your own cauldron and taking the parts of you that aren't working for you and evolving them, growing them, transforming them. And And that's really what I do. I just do it through the doorway of sexuality. Nice. And Rebecca, how did you get into sexuality? Have you always been a very sexual person? Are you in a relationship? Many questions. So (laughs) I have always been, (laughs) I've always been a sexual person. Um, I was always fascinated by sexuality and how I, I felt kind of plugged into the universe is the only way I know how to describe it. I didn't understand that. And I had a lot of sexual energy. Sometimes that was really working for me and I was making really good choices and having amazing experiences. And other times I was not making good choices with it and ending up in situations that weren't pleasant for me. So not to judge anyone else's, you know, what they get up to, but it just wasn't good for me. And about, I don't know, 16 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, I came across a tantra, an introductory tantra workshop at a festival and uh, ran across the field to get into it. And two hours later, I look around this marquee and all the participants looked like they'd seen God or something. You know, they looked like they'd had this amazing spiritual experience. And I looked over at the teacher and I, I tell the story, as I swear, it looked like in a film where a spotlight comes down on someone and I heard it came down on her and I heard this voice saying, you will do this work. And I thought, hell no. (laughs) Yeah, I was really scared. This was back in the day of PCs and I kept her leaflet next to the PC for a good 18 months, maybe longer until I got at the nerve to go and do some work with her. And very early in that work with her, she said to me, you already know this work. You already know this stuff. You just don't know what you know. So mm-hmm. come and train with me and let's wake it up in you. And so I assisted her for two or three years and I went and trained with other practitioners and sexuality um, teachers and tantra teachers and kink teachers and all the rest of it. So I had my own personal journey alongside training with her and she was sending me clients. Um, and eventually one day she said to me, you need a website. This is your work now. Wow, that's very cool. But can you clarify a little bit about what is Tantra? Not everybody out there understands what how you had your awakening that moment. So the question about what is Tantra is, is always a tricky one because I think if you asked 100 people who've experienced it in some way, they would give you 100 different answers. True Tantra is not what I do. I would say I do some Neo-Tantra. True Tantra is a spiritual path to 
we could say enlightenment or to uh, is a spiritual path of living ecstatically in the world is how I like to describe it. We've come to know Tantra as a sexual path. It's actually really very little to do with sexuality. Tantra, there's uh, some tantric texts, ancient tantra, tantric texts about how to live tantrically in the world. There's 112 of those uh, writings. Only six of them are actually about sex. <laughs> but all of the writings as a body of work teach us how to live in harmony with each other, with ourselves, with our sexual energy, with nature. And so when you start to incorporate all of that, your your sex life transforms anyway. So it's a, it's a funny thing, you know, Tantra is about clearing shame, guilt, fear, habits, patterns, conditioning to get in the way of you being who you already are. It's uh, a way of living in the world, you know, a way of connecting with the world and yourself. It's, it's many things. In terms of my awakening around it, I think I think I was always meant to do this work. You know, if I was to go a bit hippie woo-woo, which I, I am quite <laughs> We like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I've done this work in a lot of lives. It feels, it feels to me like, um, you know, some people are gifted with being able to grow plants or sing songs or whatever they're, you know, work with children or something. And I was gifted this innate understanding I think particularly of men's sexuality because I, I have worked with women and trans people and couples and they, that's definitely not my sweet spot. So um, I think it's just the work I've been assigned to do. And so when my, when I was on this Tantra course, my teacher um, saw how I was interacting with others and said there was something natural. In fact, what happened was she said um, there was a six month course, one weekend a month for six months. And she, on the second weekend, she asked me to take one of the participants out at lunchtime and do a session for him. And I, I said, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to do that. And she said, you will, you, you will know how. I thought she was mad, but I also trusted her completely. So I asked him if he wanted to do this. He jumped at the chance, which I was a little bit startled about. <laughs> and we went outside at lunchtime and he told me the stuff that was going on for him. And I, I knew what to do. Like I, I, I can't even explain it. I can barely remember it, but I, I knew what to do to help him. And it was some energy work and it was some work on his body. And he told me it, it changed everything for him. Wow. And so I was obviously kind of curious. I was like, what the hell was that? That, <laughs> you know? that is a cool story. And it's great um, that you found this. Uh, I guess you were enlightened by what skills you have that you didn't even know by, by going into this. Mm -hmm. But somehow you must have known because that's what drew you there. And I'm sure that this guy who had these issues has some similar issues to a lot of different men. What kind of issues are the ones that you deal with? Uh, good question. I was thinking about that. And there's a lot of things I work with. Obviously, everyone's a unique individual. The things I see a lot of are things like men who want to uh, get and maintain erections for longer. Either they're not getting them at all or they're getting them but not keeping them um, through to full impotency. Men who want to be able to last longer in bed. I, I see a lot of guys who want to boost confidence. I would say that's quite often runs alongside anything else that's going on. Uh, I see a lot of men who have little to no experience sexually or no recent experience. Either they've been in a relationship where that's not been happening for a long time or they've not been in a relationship for a long time. Uh, I see a lot of men who want to get their mojo back. You know, they've had it, and for whatever reason, whether that's through illness or something else, they've kind of lost touch with that part of themselves. Um, 
recently I'm seeing a lot of guys who, although the work shows up through the doorway of sexuality, the, the stuff they really need to work on isn't, isn't sexual at all. For example, wanting to get to know themselves better, wanting to be able to develop deeper intimacy, wanting to have their full self seen and acknowledged and accepted. Um, I spoke to somebody today who I'm going to work with uh, next week who said he's 58, he has um, Parkinson's and his wife's older and they've kind of not really been able to get it together for a while. And he said he's just not ready to give up being a sexual being yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I see a lot of that as well. I, I think... Um, I think the core of it for most people is they want to know themselves better. They want to connect with themselves and others. They want to, you know, we all have this natural urge to be seen and heard and understood. And especially in the area of sexuality, where as a society, we have so much shame around. That's a really important place. If you can be accepted there, it kind of boosts your confidence for everything else. Absolutely. And it's like a holistic approach that you have. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all connected. You know, I've seen people come and do this work around who they are as a sexual being and how they express themselves and boosting their confidence, getting their erections back, whatever it is, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever. And then they go out into their lives and their relationships improve or they get a relationship if there wasn't one there before. I've seen people get raises and better jobs and work with people whose whole lives have turned around and they they would say it goes back to doing that work so rebecca you know we're actually going to get into the how to's of some of the things that you are dealing with with men in our final segment which is great sex matters i'm going to ask you to hold on for a sec we're going to take a quick break when we get back we're going to talk a little bit about your book that you are so passionate about which deals with balance in life and sex and work and all that good stuff but we're going to ask everyone to hold on for a second. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're talking with sex alchemist Rebecca Lowry. And we're really getting into men's issues. And when we come back, we're going to get into her book and some of the programs that um, she does to help men heal and get relationship success that everybody deserves. So hang on. We'll be right back. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. 
This is The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David, and we're talking with Rebecca Lowry, expert on men's sexual issues, author, and sexual alchemist. And now we're going to get deeper into the healing process and transformations that give men more sexual pleasure and more intimate relationships. But let's start with your book, The 101 Meditations. About three years ago, I I thought I'd walk away from the sexuality work for a bit. I, You know, it's a... It's a our work that we do sits in the context of the world and the world doesn't like women who are powerful around sexuality. It doesn't really like sexuality at all. It was getting hard to talk about it on social media. I thought I needed a break. And I started looking at how the skills and tools and things that I had would help leadership. You know, I still wanted to have a positive impact in the world. And I started going networking and I met a chap who I did some talks. I was talking, I did, I did a guided meditation actually at this networking meeting. And afterwards I spoke to a chap who told me he tried to meditate, but he couldn't sit still. And so it wasn't for him. And I very flippantly said, Oh, well, I'm sure there's like 101 ways to meditate. Sitting still and being quiet is just one way. And so we had this conversation and it really sparked something in me. And I, I came home, I jumped on Facebook and did a Facebook live. I jotted down about 45 ways and I got, I got what I felt was an out of proportion uh, excitement about this topic. So I, I thought, well, this would be a pretty easy book to write or scroll forward to two years later. It took two years <laughs> to write because I kept dropping it, you know. Of course. But, right, you know. But for me, meditation is about being present. It's about um, being present in the moment. And not to skip ahead to stuff we'll talk about later, but presence for me is also the only sex tip you ever need right so if you want more intimacy be present if you want the moment to feel better be present if you want to connect more with your partner be present and meditation is a way of practicing that and you can do that with anything so i thought i want to write a book that helps people have better sex lives but includes other things in it for people who maybe aren't who wouldn't pick up a sex book you know what I mean? <laughs> and Rebecca, so, in your book, I mean, Carol and I talk about it all the time. We've been swingers for 13 years, and we talk to couples who are swingers, who aren't swingers, and we talk about the need to have balance in your life. And I see that your book, 101 Meditations, talks about meditating for life, business, and bedroom success, but doesn't the initial need for that come from wanting to have a proper balance in your life as well? Of course. I mean... We're, multi, we're multi-dimensional beings, aren't we? And so we we lead very busy lives these days. We come into contact with a lot of different people, you know, whether it's work colleagues, our children, our family, our partners, other partners that we explore with as well. And, you know, we want to have, for us to feel fulfilled as humans, we want to have good connection, good interactions with these people and everything overlaps as well. So, And do you, know, you, belie- do you, you- believe, do you believe if, um, you are not balanced in one of those areas, the others go out of balance. So if you don't have great sex, can you be happy in life? And if you're not good in business or your life isn't good, can you still have great sex? That is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I think hopefully we would aim for balance across the board to live a really sustainable, fulfilling life. And I definitely know that people who are suffering in the pleasure bedroom area, when that starts to sort out, everything else seems to improve. So, you know, if we're unhappy and suffering in some area, I think it does affect everything else. I mean, like 
um, Carol said at the beginning, you know, that we have an inner alchemy, uh, sorry, an inner chemistry, and that gets affected if we are unhappy, if we're stressed, if we're full of anxiety in any area. And so that's automatically going to bleed over into everything else, isn't it? And, you know, you just brought up stress and anxiety. And, you know, we find in life today that um, there's so much going on. Uh, you know, even emails, people expect answers right away, social media and all that stuff. And, you know, um, once you add stress into your world, you sleep less. And when you sleep less, you you really have a much harder time getting that busyness out of your head. And, you know, I, I know Carol is, is such a busy person that when her brain is going 100 miles an hour, we don't have great sex because everything else is going. And unfortunately, sex um, gets pushed aside. Yeah, but also you've learned that from me because you know me very well. And so therefore, you know that the in order for us to have a great sex session, you have to start by stroking, calming, getting that being present more before we even engage in the sexuality. So you're so good at that, whether it's a touch on the shoulder, a rub on the back, and then it starts calming me down. I start relaxing a little bit. And I guess that's kind of what you're talking about being present before you do anything that you want to do well. It's that that can apply right. to everything. Yeah. And I would add to that present and in your body, mm -hmm. you know, because we, in our world, we've come to value the thinking analytical mind for reasons I could go into, but that would take us down another tangent. <laughs> and we've kind of, you know, cut off everything from the neck down. We've been shamed. So we don't trust our heart. We don't trust our gut. And we certainly, you know, have been taught shame around sexuality. And so we lead, lead these busy, brainy lives. And so in order to connect with someone, we got to come back down into our body. Mm -hmm. There's actually lots of meditations in uh, the sexual part of the book about just exactly what you said, Carol, about doing um, some gentle touch things that bring your attention into your body so that you are in your body. So that then when you engage sexually, you're there to receive it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel it. And, and the fact that we have discovered this, not just from talking with lots of sex experts like yourself, because that's what we do on a weekly basis, but we practice those things that we learn. And that's really something I can just tell you that that's actually why we are so successful in our relationship because we actually do the things that we learn that can help us and maybe not 100% and maybe not all the time but we certainly remind each other hey let's do this and we talk about it we're not shamed to talk within each other about what we can do to have that great sex and and make sure we do and balance it if we're going crazy in our lives one day we have to say hey wait a second we got to stop what we're doing put some time aside we need to have some us time and we're good at doing that because we've learned and practiced it you as have well. to make a conscious decision mm -hmm. to have great sex mm -hmm. absolutely i had somebody message me the other day that i've been working with off and on and he and his wife are doing really well um, at, at um, connecting more and having more ideas about how to. But he was saying that they've been really busy lately and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, schedule it. Yeah. Like, it, does, it might not sound sexy, but it actually is because, you know, then you look forward to it as well. I mean, why not? You know, Friday night is going to be our sex night. And oh, today's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so if, if that's what you're looking forward to all day, I mean, we love our all day foreplay. And if we know we're going to be like scheduled to have sex later, then, you know, it's not going for naught. We, we're going to actually, you know, 
do it and uh, and get that foreplay going. Our all-day foreplay started today by me bringing you coffee in bed this morning. Wasn't that nice? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That is one of the sexiest things ever. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, Rebecca, um, you know, we're talking about this meditation and uh, you spoke about healing and transforming. You have a program called The Keys to the Kingdom and it's like a four-month journey. Explain that a little bit to us. Okay, so... Over the years that I've been working with clients, up until um, about a year ago, I was really just seeing people on an as-and-when basis. So if somebody felt they needed help, they would come and have a session. They could come back every few weeks or whatever they did. And those people I've worked with, you know, off and on, but mostly on for 18 months, two years. But it was still whenever they decided they wanted to come. And what I I know is that we, when we commit to ourselves, when we commit to the process that we're going to go through, a deeper transformation as possible. So about a year ago, I decided I was going to create different programs and packages and see how that held people. The Keys to the Kingdom came about uh, through a conversation I was having with a friend of mine who runs a group called the Modern Man Club, I think it's called. And we were talking about sex and some of the stuff I do. And he said, you know, you really do have the keys to the kingdom. Oh, I was like, there you go. Oh. Click. <laughs> the light bulb went oh. off. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the time I was developing this four month container. So that's what I called it. And I mean, it's not a set program. So anything that I do with any client, no matter how long we're working for is bespoke because everyone's journey is so unique. So even if I worked with 10 men around getting their erections back or wanting to be the king in their life or whatever it is, their journey is going to be unique. So the keys of the kingdom, we, um, we meet the equivalent of two full days a month it could be four half days or however it works you know timing with everyone's can be a little bit of a logistical nightmare but we work it out meet in person uh for that amount of time and then we do skype or zoom sessions as much as really is needed in in between all of that and i'm always in the nicest possible way on their back via text or whatsapp um if they happen to be in london or i'm where they are we we meet up outside of that as well and the goal is well, they each have an in, their individual goals, so whatever it is that they want to work on. But the bigger context of that is how can they show up as sort of like the archetype of the king in their life? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that one of the aspects that you work on is um, you know owning your desire and your arousal, because so many men come to you with those issues, as you explained in the first segment. So give us an example of how you work on getting their desire and arousals to be in order. Yeah, there's so many ways, so many things, you know, so just to speak about men, men are, everyone is, but we're speaking about men are conditioned to have shame around their body and their body functions. So for example, if a man, um, a man might ejaculate in a session and so many men will say, Oh, I'm sorry for the mess. And Um. And I have to say, it's not a mess. It mm-hmm. is divine mm-hmm. Amrita, you know, it's divine nectar of a God, mm-hmm. of a King. There's nothing, but there's so much shame around it. So, you know, that's one way of getting them to start to go, Oh, wait, maybe, maybe this is, could be different than I thought. Um, I've worked with quite for a while now with a man who, um, he's been married for a long time. He has a specific kink that his wife was never interested in. So he put it down for 25 years, but he said it kept tugging at him. It just kept, and he said he just didn't want to die having not explored it. And his, his kink isn't even anything particularly odd. He likes uh, rubber 
rubber max rubber raincoats I think you call them Mm -hmm. and he just likes he likes the feel of them you know he doesn't want to do anything that someone might consider weird in them he just likes to feel his body and a woman's body in them so he wears he wears that during his sexual activity yeah oh yeah okay it's not not just wearing it outside like his kink is not just wearing it and feeling proud about it he actually wants to wear it while he's having sex well Yes, but I would say it's not even, he, he's not even really interested in penetrative sex particularly. I mean, that would be great. But his, for him, it's really about, he, he likes to put it on himself. He likes to put one on me. And um, he cried the first time we did that. He said he oh. couldn't believe that I would actually do that for him. That wow. I would, I mean, so we didn't, we weren't even doing anything erotic. Hmm. We were just wearing them. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. You know, it, yeah. And yeah. so there's no so, kink, there's no kink or weird thing that's too weird. It's just, it, it's whatever it is. If you're thinking about it, you can share it, you can talk about it and, and bring it to fruition or not. Right. I mean, if you think in our world generally, there's so much shame and fear and guilt around plain, straightforward vanilla sex, that if you have desires and things that turn you on outside of that, you know, it, it's a multitude of shame and like you said there's nothing really shameful as long as stuff is consensual mm-hmm. you know there's, there's nothing shameful and even stuff that's not consensual there's a way to explore consensually mm-hmm. absolutely because uh, it doesn't have to actually come to life and rebecca this person who you spoke to who finally after 25 years brought it forward um, th- there's lots of men and women but a lot of men who have these fantasies i know growing up i had them who just put them in in a little box on the side because they think if they bring it up to their partner, they're going to be judged. And we had a great show a couple of weeks ago all about threesomes, and that's probably one of the most thought-about fantasies by guys, and I'm sure women out there as well. But so many people don't bring it up to their partner because the regular world of sexuality of, of couples... Um, are taught that you need to be in a monogamous relationship one-on-one and you don't bring other people into your bedroom. How do how would you talk to those people out there who are thinking about um, doing something a little bit um, outside the norm but are just afraid that their partner is going to call them crazy? Yeah, it's something actually Carol touched on earlier, which is communication. You know, we aren't taught to communicate well and we aren't taught to be vulnerable, you know, and it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. So I would talk to the client about, first of all, we'd get to know the thing that they wanted to do. I'd help them explore what's what's really behind it. What's the desire? You know, is it something that they actually want to explore in real life with people, you know, or is it something that they just want to explore as a fantasy, but with their partner, you know, so that they can have clarity so that when they go to their partner, they're very clear about what they're asking for and what they're not asking for. And how would they so bring that, it? How would they bring it up to their partner? Carefully and lovingly. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to say it out loud and hear it in your own ears to help you clarify, like you said, to clarify what it is actually that I've been thinking about or dreaming about. And when they're able to say it to you, and now somebody is listening, um, and that's like a practice in order for them to tell it to their partner. Exactly. And, you know, going back to quantum physics, a thing that is observed is changed, right? I'm sure there's some more eloquent way to say that. So when I can 
sit with a person telling me their deepest, darkest secrets, which to them feel deep, dark, and they are in a totally non-judgmental, loving space, being received and acknowledged and accepted for who they are. They are changed. That doesn't mean that their partner is going to say yes, right. but it often means that it helps them build the confidence to show themselves or share themselves with their beloved. And sometimes that just might mean that you gave them the courage and with that courage, this came the self-confidence. And even if they never do bring it up to their partner, they might realize that I don't even need to, like maybe I don't need to fulfill that fantasy or share that fantasy. Maybe just saying it once and being confident about it was good enough for them. That might just dispel it and move on to the next thing. Absolutely. I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's just a relief to say, hey, I really fancy doing this thing. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or I fantasize about that, or I've thought about this, you know, it's a relief just to say it. Mm-hmm. I remember I actually used to fantasize about um, having sex with a, a young woman when I'm not even bisexual, but I did have that fantasy. And I was ashamed to tell David mm-hmm. for a long time. And I finally did. And you know, I thought, that's cool. You know, maybe you want to try that yeah. one day. And I thought, well, I don't know. It, it wasn't I wasn't really something I, I was going to do. Carol having sex with another woman. <laughs> I, I met a young woman, like the you know, young as young as one of my my young my daughter. So I was like feeling ashamed about that. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have good communication, right? And not that I ever want to do it, but it's just it was a big relief even to let David know that this thought was in my head. I, I like, want you to do it. Okay, that's fine, David. I'm easy. I was happy just to dispel the thought, okay? <laughs> but, you know, let's let's change gears here a little bit. And May is Masturbation Month. And, you know, one of the, the biggest taboos out there is, I know for a guy, you know, I've been masturbating since I'm probably 13, 14 years old, but you never want to get caught. And when you're in a relationship, you, you know, sometimes don't have enough sex and you do masturbate, but you don't want, your partner. your partner to find out isn't that wrong what you don't want them to find out yeah that you're gonna hide it i i in our relationship i masturbate in front of carol she masturbates in front of me it's part of our uh, sexual um journey or or fun that we have all the time or if i'm not home and you masturbate you'll still tell me about it absolutely but so many yeah. people find masturbation shameful of course well we're taught that you know and you you said something a minute ago like we all learn to masturbate using the quick and quiet method. Mm-hmm. We're quick because we might get caught and we're quiet because we might get caught, right. right? And so we're already ashamed. You know, why are we even ashamed of being caught? I mean, there's a thousand reasons. You know, it could be something as innocent as, you know, a baby, toddler, or young child finding their body and their genitals and enjoying it. And someone's like, don't do that. You're not, don't touch yourself, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But being shamed for it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think even it just exists, in, the shame of that exists energetically in our society. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to our partners, there's some maybe antiquated idea that if you're masturbating, that's taking away from your sex life with your partner. And, you know, um, Carol, um, all the time, you know, we, we have this discussion about, you know, you're in your bedroom, you're pleasuring yourself, you're masturbating, and your partner comes in, and the first thing you want to do is hide and 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 put it away and say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, but that's not what should happen. I mean, if if I ever walk in on Carol and she's masturbating, I'll sit down there and start stroking my cock because it's a turn on. And there's no shame in the fact that you want to pleasure yourself. The more she knows her body, the more she can tell me what she likes, and I can pleasure her. Exactly. 
exactly. And I also say, you know, it's never our partner's responsibility to fulfill our sexual needs. It's ours as an individual and then ours as a team, right? So, you know, if I'm if I'm saying, well, I'm not going to do anything with my sexual energy unless my partner engages with me, then I'm coming as a beggar into that relationship, aren't mm-hmm. I? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That doesn't feel nice. No, and that's actually a great way to look at it because um, that's often the case, especially with girls. I know you deal with a lot with men, but I know girls who uh, do have that shame and they're waiting for their boyfriend or partner to um, to pleasure them. And you're right. If they know they have the confidence that they are responsible for their own sexual pleasure, either to ask for it or to give it to themselves. And they know what they want. Yeah, and then that way they are uh, independent. And when they do get it with their partner, it's like a bonus because now you're a team working together and making and giving the gift to each other but babe talk a little bit about how your and our sex life changed when you started saying yes to having great sex and took control of what you wanted well I didn't even know that that was a possibility because we don't know what we don't know until we start learning and having a good partner and David is an amazing sex partner not only is he open um, and David and I met 14 years ago but he's open and willing to talk and willing to share and his goal is my pleasure as well. And I learn. And that's so great when you have a partner whose goal is to make sure that you have pleasure, then you feel the confidence that, okay, now I can ask for what I want. I can share, I can suggest. Now, not everybody has an amazing partner, but you also can cultivate that with your partner. You can ask for better response or or more caring or being more present. Like you said, that's kind of the transformations that you're doing with the guys you treat, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, And all of that, I think, still comes down to good communication, Mm -hmm. you know, being recognizing what you want and being able to ask for it and then being able to deal with a no. What do you do with a no? Does it feel like rejection or does it just feel like they don't have that in that moment? You know, and so there's a complexity of uh, communication that goes there. But, you know, when you're in a relationship with anyone, whether it's romantic or sexual or not, if, you, if you're not communicating, there is no relationship. Right. So if you can build those muscles, then you can grow your sex life or expand it or at least try something new. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Really Another amazing segment. Some great discussions, but Great Sex Matters is coming up and we're going to get into helping some men understand how they can get over some of their um, issues. So, Rebecca, we're going to ask you to hang on for a second. We're going to remind everyone that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And if you want more credible information, go to the sexylifestyle.com website. We have a whole bunch of information related to sex, sexuality, and relationships right there. So it's time for a short break, and we'll be right back with our favorite segment, Great Sex Manners. Stay tuned. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. 
To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and having an amazing discussion with Rebecca Lowry, direct from the UK. She is a sexual alchemist and expert on men's sexual issues. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Now, in this part of the show, this is where we sum up all that new stuff that we've learned during the hour and we apply it to how we can have the great sex that we deserve. So... Uh, Rebecca, let's look at some of those successes that you've had with your program that we spoke about, the Keys to the Kingdom. And maybe you can share some examples of how your clients have been able to overcome their blockages and you know learn how to enjoy great sex. Like, for example, the erection uh, dysfunction. Maintaining, a, ma- maintaining yeah. an erection. Yeah, let's talk about that kind of example. Okay, so um, obviously every, every man that comes to me who's having erection problems, he got there on his own unique way. Um, but I have to say over all these years, I've only had one man whose erection I couldn't, I was going to say, they're not broken. (laughs) Right, right. Terrible language there. Um, and he, he had his, uh, had some stuff severed in an operation. So it just Mm. wasn't possible. But, Mm. um, if I were to look at the overall, uh, picture of helping a man get his erection back, first thing to do is, and and I want to give some hints that a man could do this for himself, right? Because I always want to empower men to do this for themselves. So the first thing is to get his consciousness and his awareness into his body, right? So a lot of men have had a bad experience. Maybe they didn't get an erection once when they really wanted to. Shame sets in. Then they go into their head and start panicking. So we want to get them out of their head and into their body. Learning how to breathe, believe it or not, <laughs> the breath is a whole technology. And if you can learn how to breathe, you can learn how to move blockages, move energy. You can learn how to breathe sexual energy into an, a penis to help it get erect. There's a lot of, I do a lot of uh, clearing physical and energy blockages in the body. So I use my hand a bit like stethoscopes, listen to the body. I'm working on getting an erection. I would listen anywhere in the body that called me, but obviously we'd focus around the pelvis, the lower belly, the lower back, the thighs, obviously cock and balls, maybe the prostate. And you can feel when you learn how, uh, where there's a contraction. So a, a contraction is like, you know, if you think of a hose pipe, it, it, you bend the hose pipe and water can't flow. And that happens in our system as well. If there's a contraction, it, it's like a tightening of the pipe and sexual energy can't flow into the penis. So we go in and straighten out the pipes, clear the blockages, <laughs> um, teach him how to breathe, teach him how to get into his body and into his penis. And uh, that's that's a pretty good foundation. <laughs> um, a lot of guys' erections will start to come back from that. Part of it also is, of course, bringing their confidence back in that, yes, you can get an erection. Nothing's broken. And, you know, it it may take a little bit of maintenance, just like, you, you know, if you, you don't go to the gym once and have built biceps. Right. Uh, you're very lucky. You know, so there's a bit of uh, it. But it's, you're basically rewiring the neural pathways uh, and the energy system in their body. Most guys' erections will come back. Again, like I said, the other chap, his 
he had some nerve endings severed or something. It just mm. wouldn't happen. So I do have yeah. a question with this. So you work and your session, uh, which you said is probably a half a day or every week or a full day twice a month. And you start learning where the blockages are. You start, you teach him how to breathe and get into his body. Now he takes that practice. He goes home to his partner um, or himself. If he wants to self-pleasure, that's okay. And then he has to, I guess, practice those things you've taught him. Does he do that while he's having sex or is this like a preparation prior to his date night? Yeah, good question. I think it could be both. I mean, I think it's good for a man to spend some time with his own body, especially if he's struggling with erections and really reconnecting with his penis because most of the guys I meet that haven't been getting erections for a while have terrible connection to their penis. They've been hating on their penis. They've been ignoring it. You know, they've been sending it terrible messages. So mm. I, you know, if it's been a while, I wouldn't say take what you've done here and go straight into sex with your wife. They could, of course, but I would say spend some time recalibrating your system, you know, making a better connection, a better relationship with your own penis, learning to love him again. I know it sounds really twee, but it really helps. Um, because our body picks up the messages we send it, you know, here's everything we say. So you need um, to love your penis again and your balls and everything to do with it. You got to like start that with that self love first. Yeah. And recognize even if it hasn't been working for a very long time, it's probably not broken forever. It's probably just like got sludge in the pipe <laughs> and that sludge really, you know, it's energy sludge, but sludge and sometimes some physical stuff and it can be cleared. And the thing is with, with, that we can clear a whole bunch of stuff then i can give them exercises to do to start to put the energy back in and sometimes more sludge arises you know because we're complex and we bury issues and all of that so um it's a kind of ongoing process you know you're reminding me a few years ago i wrote a program called the empowering erection program that was a 32-page ebook that had four guided meditations in it that guided men to do kind of what I would do in a session with them. And it did really well, um, but it was never designed well. I keep thinking that I should have it designed properly and put it out. Maybe I'll do that. Huh. You're reminding me huh. how important that is. Yeah. Good idea. So before we get into talking about the alternative lifestyle and a bit of kink and BDSM, I just want you to spend a couple of minutes talking about guys who just come too quickly. And and what are some tricks you can talk to them about in terms of preventing that from happening? Okay, great. Well, many things that they can do. One thing is if they have stress and anxiety in their life to do whatever they can to bring that down overall. So Getting some exercise is good because it reduces stress, lowers your blood pressure, um, regulates your hormones more. Um, it's a bit of exercise, eating healthily, drinking lots of water. All the things that are good for general overall good health are good for learning to last longer in bed. Um, learning to uh, get out of your head and into your body. We talked about that earlier. Um, slowing everything down. So, we, you know, because we're not taught all the possibilities around sexuality. And like you said, Carol, you don't know what you don't know. A lot of guys think that sex has a beginning, middle and end. You know, I tweak you here, I touch you there, now you're ready, put it in and I go friction, friction, friction till I come. And that's one way of doing it, of course, but there's lots of other ways of doing it as well. So if you wanna last longer, I would say, slow everything down and really get into what would feel good in this moment. What 
would feel good to give or to receive? How can I be more in my body and more with the refined pleasure on my skin? That kind of thing. Um, if you are, say, in penetration and you feel close to coming, stop or come out or just slow down and do some deep breathing. Learning to move the sexual energy so that it's not just located at the genitals and moving it through the body, that's a really great thing to do. And the extra added benefit of that is that you can then start to have full-bodied orgasms mm. as well. And I want to so, add, I want to add, and Rebecca and Carol, you know, we've been talking about it the whole show, is communicate. So if, you know, Carol or someone else in a swing situation is sucking my cock and I'm not ready to come, it's okay to say, just hang on a sec, stop, you know, go, you know, play with her tits, eat her pussy, uh, do something else where you get out of the moment. It's um, almost a little bit like edging where <laughs> you get to the edge and you stop and you come back. Yeah. But it's so easy to just, you know, shoot your well, load. Yeah. And then, okay, you're done. For me, it takes, you know, five or ten minutes to regenerate. No, just <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm laughing going, that. what? <laughs> but, but it's okay. It's okay to tell the person that you're with, just stop. I don't want to come right now and move on to something else. And that, that communication is so key. And when you have that confidence to say, no, I don't want to come right now. And Carol does it. You know, she says, no, you know, I want the massage. I want this. Don't, because she loves the feel of me coming in her pussy, but she's not ready for it. Sometimes she wants to wham, bam, slank you, thank you, ma'am. And, you know, fuck me hard and, you know, let's get on with our day. But, um, you know, th there's that communication that has to happen of when you're both ready to do it. And for guys, you know, if you feel like you're going to come you don't need to just stop and move on to something else and come back to it absolutely i mean th there is something to be said for moving the goal of orgasm i mean mm -hmm. it's great and i don't and i'm all for it but if if that's you know if you've got this abc first i do this then i do that so i can get to this thing that's that's great i mean like you say you can do a wham bam thank you ma'am and you know quickies are great and all of that but it, but you get bored if you do the same thing all the time. Yeah. And so there's absolutely no shame in saying, okay, let's slow down a minute or let me come out. Let me do some other things to you. And you said something else, David, that I thought was important, which was about edging. I, you know, I teach guys to do that to themselves. So to bring themselves slowly, really slowly to the edge and then let go and take deep breaths and to bring the sexual energy up from their cock up into their heart or up to other parts of their body. And they can do that all day long. And you, in fact, if you, if you do that for a while, you may start to have orgasms that are not with ejaculation, which is another thing I think guys should learn yeah. how to orgasm with ejaculating. Yeah. That's interesting. And sometimes we just decide that we are going to have sex, but not to orgasm. And then we save mm -hmm. that for later. So we know that we'll have, you know, for having a sexy day, we'll have a little bit of sex in the morning. But yeah, you'll give me a blowjob. I'll lick your pussy when you come out of the shower. We have commercial right. sex, which is we have sex during commercials of TV shows. But um, yeah. when the commercial's over, we stop. Right. So we, the goal here is not to, 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 to come. It, right. It's just to you enjoy know, the, f the physical f pleasure of yeah, sexual pleasure. And have some fun and yeah. get everybody turned on. Yeah. Right. And because sex, we have sex for so many reasons, don't we? We have sex for pleasure. We have sex to connect with the partner. We have sex because our heart is broken. We have sex because it feels naughty. You know, we have sex for so many reasons. So, you know, like I love your, your um, idea of commercial sex. We have a little sex while there's <laughs> yeah. a commercial on. And yeah. then we, you know, that's fabulous. I yeah. love that. And we take turns. The first commercial, it's me jumping his bones. The second commercial, he jumps <laughs> mine. And, uh, and at the end, when the show is over, that's when we actually have the sex. <laughs> 
That's kind of fun. And, and, you know, one of the things that we are, of course, we're swingers, we're in the alternate lifestyle, and we know a lots of different things. And we do experience a lot of different ways of having sex with different people. Um, But in your business, do you suggest or do you um, have a goal oriented for people who are into kink or BDSM? Or swinging. Or swinging. I, you know, I, I have had clients who are into swinging when they come to see me, but it that hasn't been the thing that they've wanted to focus on, for example. Like the most recent I can remember is a chap who he and his partner were swingers, but he was having trouble maintaining an erection uh, when he when they were with someone else. He was fine when he was just with her. And, and so we worked on that. But I do see a lot of men who are either already exploring something kinky or would like to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have some kink experience quite a bit I used to teach kind of conscious kink and tantric kink and so if if what they want to explore is within my um skill set then I can help them explore that or expand it in some ways um and if not then I I have people I I recommend them to and what if what if men come in and say you know I've really been dreaming about having this threesome but I can't bring it I don't know how to talk to my partner about it what would you tell them do you know something? I think that's only happened once in 13 years. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, what would I tell them? Well, I think a bit like we said before, I, I think first I would talk to them about the desire. I would get them to really open it up for me so I could understand so that they could understand what is the desire. Is it like an unrequited fantasy from when they were younger? Is it that they've seen someone they would like to have that with? You know, what what's really going on. And then I think if we were to open it out, um, I would be better able to advise them because I would understand what they were really trying to get to happen. You know, sometimes I imagine sometimes it's like, well, I'm not getting all my needs met from my partner. So if we had a third person there, or it could just be, I would find it really sexy or so many reasons, isn't there? Or they have had a crush on somebody for a while and they don't want to cheat. And so wouldn't that be a fun fantasy to bring her into the threesome? That's probably the the worst reason why, but that could be one of the reasons that they're thinking of. Cheating, cheating is not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. No. I think we've had an amazing discussion about all sorts of crazy, wonderful, loving things, but I think it's down to the final advice. So Rebecca, what advice do you have that could encourage people to seek out counseling when they realize that they have an issue that's stopping them from enjoying great sex? That is a very good question. I think the first thing is for them to recognize that they are not alone, that pretty much everybody will have some sort of sexuality, pleasure, intimacy, relationship issues somewhere in their life. (laughs) You know, if they had a problem with their shoulder or their knee, they'd go see a doctor or chiropractor, you know, they would seek out help and there'd be no shame around it. But when it comes to the bedroom and sexuality and our bodies, we've been taught shame. So I think the thing I would say is to know you're not alone. It's not shameful to seek out help. We all need help. And there's lots of different kinds of help out there. You know, there's sex therapists who do talking therapies if you feel more comfortable with that there's embodiment type practitioners like myself who work with the body and energy so that that there'll be something that will meet you where you're at that can help you transform that issue and move forward now is there an example of all the types of issues that can be fixed are there some that cannot Mm, that's a good question you know and i is there something that couldn't be fixed I, i would like to think that that whatever it was could be helped, expanded, you know, broadened something. Um, 
I guess a bit like you said before, you don't know what you don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Well, I guess that's something. I guess that's good news then. I mean, I think that's a very positive way of looking at things because that means that if you have an issue, any type size it might feel huge to you, but when you go and talk about it and you realize there's actually an answer and there's a solution, there's a way of getting around it, that it no longer feels so immense in your life. Absolutely. And I think part of the important thing too is to to the best of your ability, use your intuition to find someone that you really gel with to work with. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it might take trying a few practitioners to find what's right for you because it's an area that people aren't used to uh, exploring. You know, it's not like you can ask, well, you could ask for recommendations, but a lot of people won't share that they've been to see someone. So it's okay to try out a few people and see who really works for you. And especially if you don't know what's wrong, like you say, okay, I can't get an erection anymore, but I don't know why. So you might have to find different ways or different practitioners who will try different things that would then you then like you said, then you'll find that right one that fits. Yeah. And actually, you know, I do see a lot of men who tell me they've been to the talking therapist, they've been seeing a counselor or a psychotherapist or whatever it is for years sometimes. And that that's helped, but they were already for something more and they knew that it was in their body or it needed to be addressed in the body and that's great you know so they've tried something they've got so far and then they just seek out what's next yeah and I guess it's also some guilt involved because they maybe they feel guilty that their partner's got not getting pleasured because they can't perform uh, up to par or or what they think is up to par and the ne- never mind the the shame there's also probably guilt in there sure and then you know and then what happens is they shut down for years mm-hmm. And then it's only when the pain of being shut down gets more than the pain of seeking help mm-hmm. do they come out of their shell and seek help. And let's just remind everybody that, you know, yes, there are some physical and psychological issues that um, do prevent stuff from happening. But the majority of issues that you have, whether they be from 20 years ago or 25 years ago, like you said, Rebecca, can be fixed. And it's never, ever, ever too late to start again. So if it wasn't good... You know, that's the past and work towards having a happy, healthy and horny life because no matter how old you are, you know, age is just a number and we say, you know, it's never about the number. It's about living today, being present and having that amazing life. Absolutely. Very well said. Most of the guys I work with are somewhere between their mid 40s and mid 60s. But I do have a few clients who are 80 this year. Wow. It's never too late. Yay. Nice. Love that. Well, Rebecca, we are out of time. What an amazing discussion. Our hour flew by. Uh, We will definitely have you back and talk about other great issues in the future. Why don't you tell everyone um, how they can reach out to you for some advice, some coaching, and uh, where they can get your book? Okay. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I could talk to you guys for ages, (laughs) obviously. Um, So my website is self-alchemy, self-alchemy, and it's self S-E-L-F-alchemy.com. You can also find the same website at RebeccaLowry.com. I'm all over social media, either as Rebecca Lowry or Self Alchemy. And the book is on Amazon. Yay, it's on every Amazon. So that's easy enough to find. Wow, that's terrific. Thank you again. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sexpert guests. And we hope you do too. Remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find credible information about sex and sexuality and relationships. And also remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. 
You can use promo code 30314 for the first month free. Check it out. And once again, let's remind everybody about Nadia Norleans, July 24th to 28th, 2019. Nadia Norleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. We're going to be 1,300 of us taking over Bourbon Street, as well as two of the French Quarter's largest hotels in one of the sexiest cities in the world, New Orleans. Also, for more information about this trip or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Rebecca Lowry, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life to live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm dry sheets the all-new naked fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape while the stay dry barrier protects your bed your couch and even your carpet it's machine washable large enough to cover a king-size bed and light enough to travel discreetly to get your own throes of passion waterproof pleasure blanket visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today that's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.